Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Hey, welcome to another edition of Cover Your Assets KC, the first show of 2023. So glad that you are along with us for this new year, and Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, David Dickens is the president and wealth advisor at KC Financial Advisors, based in Overland Park. Find us online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. David, Happy New Year to you. Hope you enjoyed the holidays, my friend. I had a great holiday season. Had a house full of family, and everybody's super pleasant, so that was good, and uh we had a white Christmas in Kansas City. We don't get that all that often, so that was fun. And are we talking snow falling or left over from the storm? Like, cause, you know, well, white, white Christmas definitions can vary a little bit. Walter, come on, man. We, you, if it's white on the ground, we're you're, calling you're it a white what you can Christmas. Get. You're taking what you can get. I got it. <laughs> Actually, I don't remember exactly when it fell, but it was really close proximity to Christmas. So it was fun. You know, it's can't hard to beat a white Christmas. We get one, yeah. I don't know, maybe every... Six or seven years? I want to say it was uh, the Thursday before Christmas that that storm was coming through, probably. Uh, because you were coming through as we, well. Because we, we were coming through. We drove, <laughs> we drove right right past you right before the storm swept in behind us. So, yeah, I want to say that was probably Thursday-ish. So, yeah. Yes. Not, You're a man and then of with the negative timing, 50 billion degree temperatures, not surprising <laughs> it stuck around for Christmas. Right. Yeah. What, did, what was the coldest it got for you, by the way? Well... I'm confident that the the air temperature got to maybe six below, and I'll bet Oof. the wind chill had to be more than thirty below. Yeah, harder to measure that yourself, but yeah, yeah. negative six but, below you know, is pretty we were, serious. I was grilling steaks and wings earlier this week, so back to fifty, sixty degrees. Yeah, nice and sunny out today. Oh, beautiful. Got got your shock to the system, and now now back to a little <laughs> bit of normalcy. There you go. And then uh, we'll hunker down for something bad in February. Yes, yes, we, we get a respite, and then we'll see what uh, what kind of bad uh, weather comes down the pike. But you're getting some some good eats now. You're fattening up for the rest of the winter. It sounds like with the steak and wings. So perfect. Well, let's uh, dive into our show today because it's an important one. Here we were, probably, David. I'm going to guess you had some different plans for today's show, and then all of a sudden, I read that Congress has just passed the Secure Act 2.0. That we've been talking about for a while, you know, coming coming down the highway, barreling towards us, much like that uh, winter front did a couple of weeks ago. And it sounds like they are going to make some pretty good changes to the IRA rules. And I'm sure like most legislation, this probably made a lot of the complex rules around retirement planning a lot simpler, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like most of the legislation that comes out of Washington, D.C. This definitely did not make anything yeah. simpler. <laughs> but we probably cut the tax code from, you know, eight 800,000 pages down to only 100 and just really made things <laughs> made things better. Now, uh, I know that you've been following this closely, and now that it's sort of the, uh, the lay of the land, um, what are some of the pieces from this that we should recap, that we should talk about? Did anything change from the planning to the actual now execution? What are some of the top things uh, listeners should be interested in here as a great way to start off our 2023 conversation? Yeah, so uh, Secure 2.0, it's a follow-up from the Secure Act, which was a couple of years ago. And this was a giant piece of legislation. It was over 300 pages, and I'm sure every representative and every senator read every page. But it's kind of weird. This piece of legislation has provisions that aren't going to be some provisions that aren't even going to be enacted for years into the future, and one in particular I'm getting ready to talk about, won't even take place till 2033, so 10 years from now. 
So, you know, future Congresses can change this stuff. But what I've tried to do here is pick out some of the key pieces of legislation that I think would be most important to our listeners. So the first one I looked at was they've again made a change to when required minimum distributions start from your IRAs and 401k, your retirement savings accounts. So most you might people might remember that the Secure Act 1.0 changed the um, the starting age from 70 and a half years old up to 72. And so this Secure Act 2.0 changes that from 72, age 72 to age 73. So if you're not 73 years old or more in 2023, then you still don't have to take a required minimum distribution, which has a kind of a weird twist to it. I want to cover that at the end. I don't want to, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole right at the top of the podcast. But at the end of the podcast, I do want to go down that rabbit hole because it's uh, I had the this exact question from a 71-year-old client of mine earlier this week, and so I do want to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, I mentioned a, a one component of this SECURE Act that doesn't take place till 10 years from now. And what that does is in 2033, it moves the start age for required minimum distributions to 75. So if in 2033, you are uh, just turning 72, then you won't have to start your required distributions for another couple of years after that. So again, that's subject to change over the next decade. But the, the key payoff pitch here for people this year is if you were going to start your required distributions this year because you were turning 72 this year, well, you get another year of reprieve. You don't have to start required distributions until next year. Okay. So a little bit of, uh, I mean, that's kind of a big change, right? Because we went from 70 and a half to 72 thinking that was a pretty big adjustment since that had been entrenched for so long and then didn't take long to then now bump it up even further. Yeah, exactly. And so maybe half of my clients need to take money out of their IRAs because that's that was their main savings vehicle when they were working. And so they maybe have a small pension or none at all. They've got Social Security and they need to supplement their retirement income with their retirement savings. And a lot of times that's their required distribution. So in a lot of cases, they've already been taking money out of their IRAs between you know age 65 when they retired and age 70 or 72. But they might not have been taking all the way up to the required minimum distribution. So that'll be a change for them. And whenever they hit uh, age 72 now is when they'll have to take that extra amount. Okay, very good. So that's the change in RMD age. We had an idea that was going to be uh, one of the things that had gotten passed with this, and it indeed came to fruition. What else has caught your eye about Secure Act 2.0's implementation now? Well, this is kind of nice for, for listeners that are over 50. They're acquainted with the catch-up contribution that you can make. So, you know, Congress has said that once you're kind of in the retirement red zone, over 50 years old, and maybe you feel like you're a little behind in your savings, you can contribute more. And so in 2023, that more is actually pretty significant. The amount you can put into your 401k is going up to 22500 But if you're over 50, you can add another 7500 bucks to it. So if you have the wherewithal to do that, in 2023, you can now put 30 grand 
into your 401k. And then to add a little extra complexity, starting in 2025, if you're over 60, then you can make even higher catch-up contributions, significantly higher catch-up contributions. I'm not going to go into that because it's still a ways off, but that's something we'll cover maybe in December of 2024 or January of 2025 but an extra twist of complexity that they've added, which should be a positive for, for most people who are uh, trying to ramp up their retirement savings as they get into their 50s and 60s. Never a bad thing to be able to save more, right? For sure. Okay, very good. Uh, what else jumps out to you? Well, this was really very odd, I thought. Uh, they Starting in 2024, so you really have to have a flow chart for this Secure a lot, Act a lot of different dates of things getting implemented here. It's really stupid. I, I'm sure they thought they had good reasons for all this. But anyway, starting in 2024, certain people over 50 who are making catch-up contributions must make them in their Roth 401k, not in their 401k. And so the answer there is, which, which other people? Well, anybody that makes over 145 grand a year indexed for inflation is going to have to put their catch-up contributions into a Roth. And all that means is Congress is thinking, well, the IRS is thinking, well, we're good with catch-up contributions, but we sure don't want that tax deferral to be quite so big. So if you're going to make that extra catch-up contribution, you're going to have to put it in the Roth and we're going to tax you on that money in the year you earned it. Yeah. Now, so Walter, the one little twist there is if your 401k plan at your work doesn't offer a Roth option, then this doesn't apply to you. Oh, gotcha. So, okay. Just another little twist in the, in the rope there. Whew. I know that um, I'm, I'm thankful to have somebody like you keeping up with all of these different little uh, moving parts and changes and that sort of thing, David. So that's, <laughs> you know, I don't know how the regular population would, would possibly keep up with this. Keep up with there it. Are, yeah, it's hard. It's it, silly. It, it really is. Like you said, you need a flowchart, but that flowchart is also changing so frequently that you know, it, <laughs> right. it, it becomes outdated pretty fast as well. Whatever you write it down in, write it in pencil. Okay. Uh, it sounds like a lot of these changes do have to do with RMDs, at least the ones that are catching your eye. This is where they definitely have zeroed in on that in the Secure Act 2.0. Yes. Strangely, you mentioned that because number, but because the next one that caught my eye is also about RMDs. And this is a really a backwater rule. But if you had a, a Roth 401k, and when you retired, you never rolled that into a Roth IRA, then you actually had, up until this year, you had to take an RMD, a required minimum distribution, out of your Roth 401k. Most of our listeners would know that a regular old Roth IRA does not have required minimum distributions. So that was a weird little... Um, I don't know why that twist even existed. I'm sure it was an oversight in some past piece of legislation. So this one actually uh, created less complexity. So now anything that's called Roth will not have a, a required minimum distribution attached to it beginning in 2024. Okay, so that actually does... One of these things did actually simplify <laughs> something. Yes. Slightly. Nice work, Congress. <laughs> I love that. All right. Fantastic. So 
all these RMD changes, and I remember there being something talked about, or maybe this was in the in in one of those headlines that I saw something about the penalties also related to RMDs changing. Is that right? Yeah, and on the face of it, this one sounds like a good thing, but I am questioning whether it's actually a good thing. So, most people listening to this podcast, you've heard us talk about this massive penalty that you get assessed if you forget to take your required distribution, or you say, I'm just not taking it. Well, the penalty for that is 50%. So let's say that your required distribution was 10 grand. Well, your penalty for not taking it would be five grand. And then you'd have to pay the taxes due on the 10 grand. So that's a massive penalty for not taking your required distribution. Secure Act 2.0 reduces that to 25% penalty from 50%. And then it says, and this is the thing that troubles me a little bit, if corrective action is taken in a timely manner, which is not really defined, then the penalty is further reduced to 10%. Now that sounds like kind of a good thing, but what troubles me is there's a form you file if you forget to take your required distribution, which I have never seen the IRS not waive the penalty as long as you, in good faith, took the required distribution right away and then included it on your next year's tax return. But what this seems to say is, well, we're going to reduce the penalty from something onerous like 50% all the way down to 10%, but we're going to charge you this time, regardless of whether you made a mistake or not. It doesn't say that in the legislation, but the implication to me is a 10% penalty is way more palatable to the general public than a 50% penalty. So my guess is this is a penalty they're actually going to apply if you forget to take your required minimum distribution. Wow. Okay. So yeah, make it sound like it's a good thing, but still kind of hit you real hard upside the head. (laughs) Exactly. 10% penalty and taxes is not going to feel very good. No, that will not go over well. Not, not, not that that's going to be like uh, taking your medicine. It's not going to taste very good going down. All right. Well, very good, David. So lots of RMD issues, changes, things to keep an eye on. So you mentioned that there may be a better strategy than just, I don't know, delaying those RMDs to age 73. So we don't necessarily have to play by these rules. What, what's all that about? Yeah. So uh, we actually did a podcast in some detail Sometime in the last six months, Walter, and it was about the time when you're in your 60s and early 70s before required minimum distribution start, which is a really good time to do Roth conversions, especially if once you start taking required minimum distributions, they kick you up into a higher tax bracket because that's going to be a permanently higher tax bracket because your Social Security income is going to keep on going up. And your RMDs, your required minimum distributions, at least through your early 80s, are going to keep going up because the percentage that you're required to take out goes up until your until your 120th birthday. So once you start taking required distributions, your income is likely to continue to go higher and keep you in that permanently higher tax bracket. So here's the answer to the thing that you might want, that I think you definitely want to look at if you're pre-required distribution age. And that would be, should I be doing Roth conversions now in a lower tax bracket? 
because once I start required distributions, I'm going to be in that permanently higher tax bracket. Here's, I don't have a detailed explanation for this, but here's a kind of a, a starter for you. If you're 72 and you've got a million dollar IRA, then your distribution, your required distribution would have been 36,500 this year. At 73, your percentage goes up and it had a year longer to grow. So let's say that next year ends up being in a, you know, a decent year in the market and maybe your IRA grows by 10%. So the million is now worth a million one and your percentage is higher. So your required distribution at 73 in this instance is not 36,500 anymore. It's with a little bit of rounding 41,500. So an extra five grand of required minimum distribution you're going to have to take out. Well, if you have a $2 million IRA, then it goes from 73 grand at age 72 to about 83 grand at age 73. So an extra $10,000. And the, and the, the question you want to ask yourself is by taking required distributions, is that going to kick me up from the 12% bracket to the 22% bracket? or from the 22% bracket to the 24% bracket, or once the Trump tax cuts expire, is my 22% bracket gonna go to the 25% bracket? It's a little bit complicated, and if you don't care how much you pay to the government in taxes, then don't worry about this. But if it is important to you to pay every penny that you owe, but not a penny more, then this is going to be a really important calculation for you when you're in your 60s and early 70s to make sure that if there's an opportunity to do a Roth conversion at a lower tax bracket than you're going to be in when required minimum distributions start, then you should go ahead and do that. It's an opportunity that is melting away as the calendar keeps melting you closer to age 73. So that is really, it's super important to me. I've got a couple of clients who we will absolutely take advantage of that this year um, because it's a good financial decision and they understand it. So hopefully that was understandable. I think it's super important. And if you've done well for yourself during your working years, it's a rule that actually works in your favor if you take advantage of it. I think it's great to get that kind of guidance and clarification on these rules, David. This is why planning is so important and why it's so advantageous to work with an advisor who is on the lookout for these kinds of opportunities. When changes come down the pike, is there a better way? Can we work our way around these things? Where can we save $1,000 here, $10,000 there? These things start to add up when you're planning properly, and it makes all the difference in the world. So if you want to talk to David a little bit more about these particular strategies, if you've got questions about Secure Act 2.0, or it's okay if you're in that category of folks, it's like, I don't want to have to worry about Secure Act 2.0. I, I, I want somebody else to help me think about those kinds of things. Well, that's why David's there and can help you account for all that in your portfolio and in your plan and help keep you on top of everything. So if you want to have a conversation, go through the uh, CPR process. That's the complete planning review. You can do that at 913 913- 
317-1414. That's the number to call to get in touch with David. 913-317-1414 or coveryourassetskc.com. We'll put all that contact info in the description of today's show so you can find it and get your 2023 off to a great start. What a good time of the year right here at the outset to get on the right track with your financial life. Uh, David, thank you so much for the help and uh, for putting up with my my bit of a raw voice today. And uh, I know we'll be back at it hard next week. We will. I'm not. I haven't totally fleshed out the topic for next week, but my guess is, at some point next week, we're going to talk about the January first net worth statement that hopefully all of our listeners have already created. Uh, If you look, go back to the last couple of Januaries, it's a measuring stick that I think is super important for people that are taking control of their own financial life to make sure that they do. And that's complete a, um, a personal net worth statement every January. So if you've been listening to this for a while, you've probably already done, if you've never done that before and you're a new listener, maybe go back and listen to last January. Maybe you already know how to do a, a net worth statement. Maybe you've already done one having nothing to do with this podcast. But make sure that you've done that before you uh, tune in next week and I'll bet somehow that weaves its way into the conversation next next week perfect we look forward to uh, that conversation that was uh, an extremely interesting episode that we did last year on that so look forward to the 2023 edition of talking about the net worth statement and the value that's there and how to go about doing it so uh, we look forward to that thank you everybody for joining us and we'll see you next week right back here on cover your assets casey Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.